0: I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. No, no, this no. is going to be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I will bring it back. I'm running on the fast break. Behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Jerk with the mask. And... Oh, 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 oh. Welcome. You are locked out of the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, having the time of his sports life. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I don't,
1: I don't even know what to say at this point. I don't I don't know what to do. This is the most exciting. I've had different moments, but they're all separate moments. When uh, I've seen two Ravens Super Bowls, I've seen, um, obviously, Mavericks Super Bowl, handful of North Carolina titles, but right now... Same night, I had two different two screens watching Lamar Jackson put up five (laughs) touchdowns, being incredible, and then is that good? I just don't. I mean, it's good for a receiver. So, (laughs) and then this Mavericks, Mavericks game, yeah, Mavericks game obviously got my big TV and was just it was such a fun game. KP was struggling a little bit offensively at the beginning and. I feel like we say the same thing, how he does all the other stuff, how he still impacts the game when his shots don't go down is incredible. But this all starts, I mean, it all starts with Luka Doncic and, It's a big stage, and he loves performing on these big stage. He is an entertainer. I love when people explain him or try to describe him and say he's an entertainer, and he entertained tonight in Mexico City.
0: Absolutely. All right, today on the podcast, obviously, we'll break down the Dallas Mavericks 122 to 111 win over the Pistons in Mexico City. Shout out to anybody that's listening to us for the first time. If you just found the Mavericks because of the Mexico City game, if you are – Living in Mexico, shout out to all our, our Mexican listeners right now, shout out to everybody because I know they're out there, they tweet us and we appreciate it, we see it, uh, the people listening from Mexico, we see it on our, uh, the site that we posted on so we appreciate it and welcome to everybody, this is Locked On Mavericks, this is a daily show, we do it every day, pretty much every single post game we will do as well and we're here for you and we're excited about Luca. we're excited about MVP, MVP, MVP
1: Luca. MVP chance in the house in Mexico City. You gotta love it. You have to love it. I mean, that was from the very beginning of the game. It was like for the first first time you went to the
0: free throw line.
1: (laughs) Yeah, MVP chance started, and you love it. There's a you know the NBA and the relationship with Mexico City. it, It just continues to grow. They announced the G League team that's coming. And who knows if they ever do expansion someday in the league? I'm obviously super partial to Louisville, Kentucky. I want them to get a team, but it looks like Mexico City will be right there, especially with them getting a G League team too. Um, Yeah, it just seems like a great experience down there,
0: especially since that G League team isn't going to have an affiliate. You know, like I think Mm -hmm. the Nuggets are the team that doesn't have a G League team. I don't. I think there's one more team that doesn't. Portland. Portland is the other one that doesn't have a G League team, Um, and so. Yeah, I think since it didn't get assigned to somebody, I think that that means that they're trying to push one there. Like, hey, we're laying the groundwork. They can have their own G League, too. like all this stuff. So, uh, But we need to start before the game even started. Um, Andre Drummond almost missed the game due to Avocado Eye.
1: <laughs> I missed a lot of the pregame stuff, but I did see that come across Twitter, and I didn't know if I was reading it right. You know, when you read something, you think it's like a joke. I'm like, did I just read Avocado did I just read that <laughs> and like is this the th- I don't know is this a thing I've pulled this before of places that I don't like I don't like a, like onions or something and I just tell I know this is really bad but I'll just tell like a restaurant like hey I'm allergic to onions all right and it just makes them not put onions on it and yep he's allergic to avocado is this a thing I guess I guess
0: it, I've I've eaten lots of avocado in my day like a lot and <clears throat> I've never had a problem with it, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Maybe, I it's, a, maybe it's a water it. thing. I don't know. Like,
1: I don't know. I mean, he was fine. He played well. Yeah, he played.
0: He played well in the first half. Yeah. And then after that, uh, I don't know what happened to their whole team. But we'll talk about that. We'll talk about this whole game. Um, early on, the Mavericks kind of struggled throughout the, the game. Uh, a lot was said about the altitude. It's higher than Denver. It's higher than uh, any of the other teams. Cities in the U.S. by far. Um, it's also uh, in a bigger arena, so the it's kind of like when they play the Final Four in a football stadium. So you know, there's the depth perception issue. So a lot was said about that. Yes. <laughs> should we talk about Sean Marion now, or should we hold? It? Oh, should we hold it?
1: It's just funny when you get people on there. It's kind of. It, it's just talking like you would have a normal conversation with them, and it's not you know putting on for the job or the professionalism. It, it's it was super fun having Matrix on there.
0: Oh man! If you haven't, go to my Twitter feed at Nick Exit, and you can uh, check Sean Marion, and he uh, he slipped a he slipped a uh, a four letter word in there on the broadcast.
1: I don't think Fox Sports Southwest is going to be tweeting out that video.
0: I don't think so. I <laughs> think I I think I got the exclusive exclusive on that one. <laughs>
1: so all right let's
0: get into this game um yeah early the mavericks were struggling they went to their bench they subbed in three guys pretty early with four minutes and 23 seconds they were only up by one and then uh they kind of coasted towards the end of the first quarter luke had 15 points seven boards three assists in the first quarter second quarter second quarter something i think i've never seen the pistons went on a 14-0 run And then the Mavericks went on the exact same thing, a 14-0 run to end the second quarter. I thought that was wild. Curry caught fire. Luka finished with 23 points in the first half. Um, Seth, let's let's take this time to talk about Seth Curry right now. He had an incredible, I mean, you would have thought it was Steph out there. 30 points, seven boards, four assists. He was on fire. He just was hitting everything. You got to love it.
1: Six of nine from the three-point line. That's nice. Uh, it is a nice three-point uh, shooting performance by Seth Curry. But, yeah, I mean, I think th- they were given some stats of the last time he played in this arena back in, like, 2017, I think, and he shot the ball really well, uh, did pretty good in that game, and he comes back in here, and it's like he never stopped shooting in this arena. And, yeah, man, he was he was filling it up. Like you said, I mean, he put 30, 30 points tonight and those six threes just to spark off the bench and the bench was loving it too. That That's just one of my, I love the chemistry of this team and I know I've mentioned that before, but just if, I wrote I wrote a piece back right after media day and I talked about just the uh, the team the and I, I literally talked about them becoming a family. And Jalen Brunson had this quote and I want to go back to it at some point and like tweet some of it out. But this was before the season even started before even a preseason game was played. Jalen Brunson said, if we are if we are playing good, then that means that like we're getting they're like we're getting along off the court. Then we're like we're friends, and and that that's the that's the cool thing about this is it seems like the team chemistry is absolutely amazing right now. And when you see some of these guys like a Seth Curry who maybe haven't been um, performing super well lately then he has a big-time big, a big time game like this, and the bench is just loving it, including Tim Hardaway. is like, number one fan over there cheering Seth Curry on, knowing that, like, hey, we're battling for minutes and spots and rotation all that stuff. I just I love the chemistry of this team right now. You got to love it. You got to love the, the chemistry of this team. The bench
0: kind of struggled in this game, though. Uh, they really missed DeLon Wright. He was out in this game again. Uh, at the end of the third quarter, there was, uh, you know, a run that the, the, the Pistons went on. I guess we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, yeah, they really missed DeLon right in this game, I thought. Uh, but Curry going for 30, I think definitely helped. Definitely, definitely helped in that category. Um, all right, coming up, I want to talk about Chris Ops Porzingis because we're going to talk about Luca for sure because he deserves all the talk, 40-point triple-double. I mean, come on. But I want to talk about Porzingis because I thought that he was the MVP of this game. I thought that he was so important to this game, and I want to get into exactly why. All right, Isaac. Let's talk about Kristaps Porzingis. Twenty points, eight boards, and assist. There was one of the most hilarious assists I've ever seen. Three blocks.
1: Timber. Uh, he was.
0: He was. He missed all five of his three-point shots, but he was eight of twelve, or eight of thirteen from two-point range. He hit four free throws out of the four that he took. Um, I just thought he was so important because. When the Mavericks were going on their runs, the paint was so wide open. The Pistons just had no idea what to do with the way that the Mavericks can spread the floor when they had all their guys out there. When they played Porzingis at the five, you know, when they played a maxi out there with him, uh, even when Dwight was out there, you know, just standing around the three-point line a little bit, a little bit. But they just had so much wide open space, which is why Dwight was getting to the Dwight was getting to the you know, the basket so much, why Luca was able to get to the basket so much, just so easy. I mean, how many free throws Luca taken this game? Most of them were in the first quarter. 12. 7 of 12. That was a lot. But a lot of them were in the first quarter. But when they went on their runs, he wasn't getting fouled because it was just a wide open lane. And I think a lot of that is because of Porzingis's gravity. A lot of that is because he can stretch the floor and you have Blake and Andre Drummond standing out there going, what do we do? Like, how do I can't recover. I can't look at the, you know, the back line of the defense because it's at my back. I just... They didn't know how to respond to it. They decided to go to a zone at some point, <laughs> and I just thought that Porzingis was so important. His eight rebounds I thought were huge. A lot of Luca's rebounds are like the, the grab, the defensive rebound after a missed shot, but Porzingis, and he's and Luca's like, you know, there's no one around him. He's just grabbing it to, to get up and go, which is fine, you know, not to take anything away from those, but I think... I want to put emphasis on Porzingis' rebounds because they're in traffic. He's getting, he got a couple offensive rebounds, or I guess he just got that one off that pass, but (laughs) I posted the pass. It's so funny. I posted it with like five things I loved about the play. Porzingis gets an offensive rebound, and Blake Griffin barely touches him in the back. He starts to fall out of bounds, and he just like straight as a board falls out of bounds, throws the pass to, to Curry, and Blake looks around and goes like, "Are you serious with this guy falling out of bounds for no reason?" And then Curry hits the three. I just thought it was the most funny play I've ever seen, <laughs> and uh, from Porzingis, I guess. And then, uh, but his eight rebounds were huge, especially going against Drummond and Blake Griffin, and, and getting those in traffic and getting those over the top of guys. I just thought were massive. His three blocks, all of them, just absolute stuffs. Like none of them were just these tiny deflections; they were huge. He was just taking on guys at the rim, altering shots. Uh, I thought his game was massive. He played less than thirty minutes too, which is huge because, you know, you don't want to play him too much. And you know, it's just it's amazing what they're able to do and in, in the the production that he's able to put out there. Uh, and I thought he had a couple of of awesome plays where his shot was falling. And he was getting some drives in there, and that
1: that drive, I mean, we could talk. Oh, we, we, oh, can, we can get to the, We can do the breakdown of that play in a sec. Okay, yeah. Give your
0: response to the, that, and then we'll break down Porzingis. Just absolute murder of Andre Drummond.
1: Yeah, my favorite play of him by far this season. But, yeah, this is the benefit, uh, obviously, of playing Porzingis at the five. No matter how bad he is shooting or how low his percentages are, if you have him out there at the five, then it just stretches out the floor. And when you have a Detroit team who has Andre Drummond at the five spot then dang, I mean, you're pulling him out there. And when you have Porzingis at the five and you have Maxi or Dorian, Dwight to an extent, but people are going to leave Dwight. People leave Dorian a lot. When I, I was setting uh, the other day, whoever they played last at home. And I guess it was the Kings. Mm-hmm. And, and the reporter sat next to me, asked me, they said, dude, he hadn't been there in a little bit he said do teams always leave Dorian open all the time <laughs> and it was like that, that's their choice and in, in, in Dorian's shooting a decent percentage this year but teams have to pick yeah, something it's, it's like 32 I, that's why I said decent I didn't say like great it's below um, average but when you when you have the like four players around Luca that are are at least going to take the shot, there is no Valanchunas out there. There isn't a guy that you know just can't shoot at all, or some traditional big that is just isn't going to take a shot. Valanciunas can't shoot, by the way. <laughs> okay, who insert whoever you want to put out there. Uh, they don't have Rondo and <laughs> Ben Simmons. That's your go-to. <laughs> oh well, yeah, that's obvious. But this is the benefit of that. No matter how. Um, much Porzingis is struggling with shooting and all that stuff. And you saw that, you know, Detroit went on their run, their 14 0 run, and then Dallas just started spacing them out. And they had, man, they had so much trouble <laughs> guarding the spacing of Dallas because, yeah, just the threat of these guys shooting, it just opens up so much room for Luka. And you, I read this uh, piece, I think it was the Athletic with Justin Jackson, and he was talking about them. And it was the, the throwback to the member of the four point lines in yeah. training camp that we would seen. And Players would they shot from those lines all the time in training camp to where it made three point shots feel easier. It, it, it like it f- it makes the three point line. It's like passing feel like an a, exercise ball. Yeah, it makes the three point line feel like a mid range shot. And not only that, but when you saw the sorry, that's a different thing.
0: What'd you say? Well, I yet? said an exercise ball. That's like the big giant like <laughs> beach ball. <laughs> look at the yeah, no medicine ball. Those are the heavy ones. Sorry,
1: but but even <laughs> when you start when you start the offense from that far out, it just it, everything about this offense right now is spacing. And I love Porzingis's game. I wouldn't go as far as saying he's the MVP. I'd still lean towards Luca's forty point. Triple-doubles being the MVP of the game. But I definitely get what you're saying, and we should praise Porzingis for this game. Those box... uh, Bruce Brown, bro, you're going to be having nightmares about Kristaps Porzingis meeting you at the rim. Uh, But the play with Drummond. Just just do the play-by-play. Walk us through exactly... Because for me... This is uh, there's only been a few moments this season that I've like made an audible noise while watching <laughs> a game and my wife was um uh, she yeah she was doing something in the bathroom with her hair or something she came like out of the bathroom what happened what happened because I was like freaking out and I'm like uh Porzingis just yammed all over on this guy so walk us through this play the Mavericks are spacing the floor. They have Porzingis in the right corner
0: where they had him a lot of the time. They had Curry on the right wing. They had Tim Hardaway Jr. in the left corner. Luka and Dwight Powell running a pick and roll. And Luka passes the ball across court over to Porzingis. He gives a little pump fake. Blake Griffin comes to close out. He closes out hard and shows him baseline, which you know you're supposed to do. Porzingis crosses him over. And Blake Griffin bites so hard on it that he's he's starting to go too far and he's shown him too far baseline and Porzingis cuts back left after he fakes him. And then he drives right at the rim. Drummond is in the restricted zone and he meets him at the rim and Porzingis just throws a right handed dunk right in his face, right around his arm. He took it he took the ball up, went around Drummond's arm and just jammed it right on him. I mean, it this guy is seven foot three inches tall. And then he stared down
1: Drummond afterwards, which oh, is. That stare down, man. And then this little smog afterwards coming down the corner. If Drummond had been
0: turned the other way, I think
1: there would have been a brawl. Because Bruce Brown is standing right there. Like
0: Blake Griffin is right there. And, like, I just think that Drummond would have responded because.
1: You think Joel Embiid's at home? seeing this on Twitter. Oh, what's the chances Joel, Joel Embiid? Fr- the, Joel
0: Embiid, the combination of him having the best game of his season so far and then Drummond getting yammed on like this from Porzingis is probably just the highlight what's of this
1: year. What's the odds that Embiid likes this highlight on Twitter or oh. comments on the House of Highlights thing? Oh. And just like an emoji or something. That's
0: probably happened already. I'm going to check. <laughs>
1: um, but no, you know, KP had this play in the middle of the game to where he came down the middle of the the lane and they hit him, and he came in and just dunked it one-handed – that's the stuff I want to see him do more of. Get him the ball going downhill. Get him the ball when he's going towards the rim. The shooting, I still I'm still confident that the shooting will come. But even but even some of these plays, he had a couple plays tonight where he was going at the rim, and I, I find myself just saying, "You're seven three, go for the dunk. Like try to dunk this ball." And sometimes he brings it back and tries to you know he anticipates the contact a little bit, but. I mean, yeah, the dunk in the middle of the lane, that's what I tweeted out, and I said, I would love to see more KP dunks like that, And but that Andre Drummond dunk, I mean, that was just absolutely incredible. We have to, I mean, they put up a, a new augmented reality board in downtown Dallas. Man, I think they need to redo this board. They need to uh, put this play (laughs) on the augmented reality board so you can just walk up and watch this poster. And uh, yeah, I mean, that play right there is one of my probably top three plays of the season so far, I guess. They should do an augmented reality or like a VR experience
0: of you getting, like, you in the drumming spot, right? It's like, what does it look like when Porzingis is running at you and he just throws, like, he reaches up as high as he can, seven foot three with the reach and just dunks right on you? I would like to see that. (laughs) Um,
1: what do you think about Blake Griffin right now I don't I just found myself watching this game obviously I don't watch a ton of Pistons games but I just I see him playing and I've just seen a lot of Mavericks fans over the past couple months try to make this case of man Dallas should go after him if you could get him and all this stuff one I don't think Detroit's gonna trade him but two even watching a game like this, and you know he's minus eighteen, he only had ten points, but man, he just—it's either one of two things. He doesn't look like himself, or this is just who he is now. Yeah, he and, missed a
0: bunch of games to start the season, and he's been kind of in and out of the lineup. But he's been—he's played the last, I want to say, like twelve games, but he's been okay. in and out. So I don't know if he's completely fully healthy. And they don't have any guards. Like they don't have any guards to you yeah. know to like set him up at all. So he's creating a lot of his own offense and it's just not the most ideal situation for him to be in and you wonder after a guy like that gets traded to Detroit he says all the right things and then how long how long does it take for him to start feeling like man this this situation sucks like kevin loves yes like kevin love doing the 3 second violation
1: <laughs> in the paint that was hilarious by the way
0: <laughs> the 30 second violation in the paint more like
1: i will um, say I, I will say i don't think luke kennard is that bad I'd be like if another team, if you could get him for cheap, if they like started selling off some of their players, I w- I would go get Luke Kennard. I kind of like him.
0: Luke, Kinnard, yeah, Luke, but Luke Kennard is. I mean, Pistons fans, that's their only young core right now. I mean, that is Svi. That's Svi. Svi Macai Luke. Yes, speed for 3
1: x Lager. I just uh, just going back to Blake Griffin. That that just it just worried me some. And if you're in that camp of that Dallas should go make a move for that, the money combined with the age combined with what what he looks like right now, that just that scares me a little bit. Who would you rather have, Kevin Love or Blake Griffin?
0: Oh, don't ask me that. All That's the money, hard. all the money, all the years, all the skills, the age. They're probably the same age, right? Kevin Love's 31. Blake yeah, I, would need it.
1: I wouldn't even know exactly what Blake Griffin's contract looks like. Exactly what his price tag, or what is uh How old is Blake Griffin right now? That's a good question. Thirty? Is he thirty yet? <laughs> it just—I just remember coming out of Oklahoma and he was throwing that ever dunk, and I was. Um. All right, his contract situation: thirty-four point four million this year. In 2020, 21, he's gonna makes be f- 30- he's gonna be 31 in March. Okay, so I guess right around Kevin Love's age. Yeah. Um. Next year he makes 36.8 for the 2021-22 season. He has a player option Ooh. for 38.9 million. Yeah, I'm gonna take that one to the bank. If I could, if I could invest in that
0: one like Spencer Dinwiddie's contract, I'd be making some dividends on that.
1: I was going to say, is it safe <laughs> to assume he's going to pick that yeah, that up? Pretty safe. Pretty safe. Okay. All right, so, I don't want to
0: do any more on Blake Irvin's contract. No, 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 but still. All right, coming up, let's get into the rest of this game, the third quarter, going into the fourth. Uh, man, there was just some, some crazy stuff. We already talked about the poor Zingas dunk, but let's get into Luka, 40-point triple-double. I mean, he definitely deserves it. Let's talk about him coming up next. All right, Isaac, let's get into the rest of this game. So, Mavericks, they were spacing the floor. They went up 93 to 69 against the Pistons. Nice. And then Luca was taken out, three minutes and 40 seconds left in the third quarter, which is not normal. They decided to take him out. And at that point, he had 34 points, 11 boards, and eight assists <laughs> in the middle of the third quarter. So they take him out. He had a great quarter. I think he had 11 points in the third quarter. And then Detroit goes on a sixteen to two run against Dallas's bench, which not good. And then Luca comes back in in the fourth quarter uh, with eight minutes and seventeen seconds left, so a little earlier than normal. And then basically the Mavericks just took control from there. Are you worried about the bench without Delon Wright, or is it just they're missing Delon Wright?
1: Um, hmm. I don't think Delon is the cure all to it. But, I mean, he definitely helps. I mean, it's definitely a, a huge you know loss not having him in there. But I kind of go at – I still think they're a piece away. And if you go back to that broadcast with Sean Marion, right before they went to a break, Harp asked him – When he talked said, about the time management? <laughs> no, it was after that. <laughs> Harp asked him, he said, hey, basically paraphrasing, you know what it takes for you know a team to win a championship. Does this team have what it takes? And I was happy for that question. That Harp asked that. I was kind of surprised that he asked that because you're obviously putting somebody on the spot here to say, are these players good enough to win a title? And is he just going to say yes for the fluff? He doesn't work because... for the team anymore, right? No, but still. I mean, doesn't technically work he, for the you team. You don't want but... to burn the bridge, right? Like you don't want to yeah, be the guy that's yeah. calling out the team. You know Exactly. Uh, but you know what? He said no. He said, "I think they're a piece away," and he started explaining it. And then they stopped and they said, "All right, let's talk more about this when we come back from the break." And then the break happened, and then they didn't talk about it more. But I agree with them. They, I think they're a piece away. So, am I super comfortable with the bench? Not that comfortable because, yeah, I think they're still. I think the team as a whole is a piece away. Therefore, it would shift the bench a little bit too. Yeah. If, if this was the playoffs right now, and the rotation gets shortened. Does Jalen Brunson play at all? Is Delon Wright healthy? Yeah, Delon Wright's healthy.
0: Probably not. He, him, and Justin Jackson are probably the ones that lose
1: time. Yeah. So if it's playoffs right now, you're probably looking at an eight man rotation with Seth Maxey and Delon Wright off the bench, right? Yeah. I think so too.
0: Yeah, that's probably what you're you're looking at, and then maybe some maybe some Brunson maybe yeah. some bobon here and there
1: right maybe some jj yeah, maybe some jj here
0: and there but like they're normal maybe they go maybe Boban... they go nine man and they rotate that ninth man to be jackson Brunson, berea bobon like whoever they need in the in that game specifically
1: yeah you know if bobon just imagine if he was on a team and he got like drumming minutes
0: <laughs> imagine <laughs> oh man did you see go bobon goes gobon or bobon gobon
1: I haven't got to watch it. Right oh, now.
0: it's so good. He They have him, so the Players Tribune does these videos where, or they're doing these videos, they just, this is the first one, where Bobon goes to a bunch of places, and this one is at the Texas State Fair, and so you love to see it. He's out there. Uh, big Tex, the big giant guy in the middle of the Texas State Fair that talks, he called him Booby. <laughs> and here's my little, little, <laughs> he's like, you know, I'm big Tex, and here's my little booby. You're like,
1: what?
0: <laughs> Bobon is dressed just like him, standing me.
1: That's awesome. I need to watch this. <laughs> and now. then
0: he's eating all the different kinds of fried things, and he eats like he, it was like a cotton candy taco or something crazy. And he's like, oh, this is bad. No, this is not good. <laughs> super honest. He ate a ton of stuff though, and I was like, oh no, Bobon. <laughs> one's gonna get sick
1: yeah uh so. i need i need to watch this i'm just i mean I, I i can't tell you how excited i was that and this just shows this greatness that luca hit 25 and 5 again that <laughs> no this, we can't start our luca talk by making fun no of this I, I'm, I'm giving praise this is just an incredible moment and achievement and when they play miami this weekend i hope they Talk about it during the broadcast and like before the game on the jumbotron. First, this one, is 20, 20 games in a row, right? I think he has the most.
0: Yeah, he's in they on the broadcast. They said he's in a two man fraternity with just Oscar Robertson. According to that stat, that's big time. Wow, wow, big Dang. time. Uh, he's also the first the the youngest player um, with seven triple doubles in a road environment. Mavs PR tweeted that one out during the game.
1: In a road environment. In a road
0: environment. So they
1: didn't want to go fully road. Road game because now it's including Mexico City.
0: But that was technically a road game for the Mavericks. But But it's not really a road game because the the crowd was essentially pro-Luca the whole time. So it's not like it was. Anyway, speaking of road games, Isaac Harris, did you know that the Dallas Mavericks have matched their win total on the road from last year? That's insane. Last year, the Mavericks were 9 and 32 on the road, and this year they're 9 and 2 so far.
1: That's incredible. I mean, it really is. When you look at best teams in a league, one of the biggest things is can they win on the road? Can they win in, you know, these other cities and these against some of the best teams in the league? And I mean, yeah, we've talked about their biggest wins of the season. Now that they're getting ready to go down a, a pretty good stretch here in the East, and it's going to be a. Uh, fun to see him play Giannis and Toronto and Boston. Some of these, you know, pretty much all the top teams in the Eastern conference over the next uh, week or so. But yeah, it should be a good test for him. But Luca tonight, Luca tonight,
0: 41 points, 12 boards, 11 assists. I mean, he just felt like a lot of things were wide open for him. He was six of 13 from three, a bunch of those step backs. He had a step back against Blake Griffin. That was just, I mean, so deep and it was crazy. I, I did not think he was going to pull from
1: there. <laughs> he just steps back and
0: hits it. The
1: moment before the game, too, was hilarious. With, so good. Uh, him speaking to the crowd, Blake Griffin. this is That moment right there is exactly how it looks when my wife and I are in Brazil, and my wife will talk in, in Portuguese to everyone that we're with, <laughs> and I'm Blake Griffin. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> to the band. <laughs> uh, but uh, and I, I'm like, yeah, I try. But uh, <laughs> anyway, it was just a fun interaction between them two. But Luka, it just that first quarter, it feels like everyone was kind of sluggish. And those MVP-type moments where it's like, all right, just give me the ball. Just give me the ball. I can get to the lane. <laughs> That's the Mavs'
0: off. offense, though. Just give me the ball, right? <laughs> it really,
1: Yeah, it really is. And uh, especially when Porzingis is struggling offensively. But just his passes, it, they become normal now. But when he gets into the lane – and he jumps up in a matter of a split second. He has all the—he's like a quarterback when a quarterback drops back and they go through their their options. And I mean Lamar, and but <laughs> it's like a quarterback that drops back, and but a quarterback has more time to do it, and they're doing it super quick. But Luke is literally in the air, and he's reading all of his options, whether he has to throw it to the corner or the roll man or back over his head to another guy, and. And it feels like 9 out of 10 times he makes that pass perfect. And it just absolutely amazes me every single time he does it because now it's normal. Now it's just a routine thing that we're all expecting for him to do. And that's not normal. We have to – I mean, people don't make those passes. So, yeah, he had incredible, incredible games tonight, step backs and everything. He's incredible. I mean, 40 points, just put the team on his back at times. Second 40-point triple-double thing this yep.
0: season. Yeah, the last one was against the Spurs in that game. I think it was November 18th. I looked it up during the game. Um, and didn't even play 34 minutes. I mean, That's wild. crazy, crazy stat for Luka. And he's, he's not even playing that much. And I think this season is going exactly as planned. <laughs> if you wanted to keep Luka fresh and to not overuse him, right? They're using him a ton when he's on the court, but he's not being overused, and he's not playing too much. Um, man, what a great game. 17-7 and seven now for the Mavericks. They are in sole possession of third place in the Western Conference above the Rockets. Uh, only the Clippers and the Lakers are above them. Uh, and the other teams below them, like you're not really too scared of right now. You're not scared of Denver. You're not really scared of Houston, Utah. The Mavericks I don't think you're, you're not scared of anybody in the league right now. You're scared of the Lakers and the Clippers in a, in a seven game series, like mm-hmm. The Clippers? Clippers beat the pants off the of Mavericks
1: last time. Yeah, they I well, yeah, I get the Clippers. I, I just don't I wouldn't say like scared. Especially the Lakers. You beat them at fort by fourteen in their plays. And you know, it took that crap play in your house to for to go to overtime and lose. So I wouldn't say scared. I would say you're definitely looking at these teams like that and saying, how can we match up better? And whether it's trades and stuff like that. But I don't think there's anybody they look at right now and say, like if you're Denver and you look at the Lakers, I would be scared. But if I'm Dallas and look at at the Lakers, I'm not scared. If that makes sense. Which but is, this cr- which is tonight- crazy
0: to say because they're 22-3. and three. I mean, they yeah. can hang with those guys. And, yeah, they were in both those games. They won one of them. They should have won the first one in overtime or in a regulation. Uh, Clippers have been the only team you really haven't played with yet if you're the Mavericks.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but but like going back to... Circling back to this game tonight, I thought it was one of the most fun games, most entertaining games to watch as a Mavs fan. Uh, selfishly, I kind of had the... Uh, since I'm going to continue on with this analogy, <laughs> when I was watching Lamar and Ravens, I was wanting the Jets to kind of score to keep Lamar in the game to where I could keep watching him and yeah. stats go up and it's just, like, it's just more fun. I was wanting Detroit to kind of hang around a little bit more so Luka wouldn't set out the whole fourth quarter so we could get this 40-point triple-double and all that stuff. And uh, it was just... A lot of fun. The team just had a ton of energy. Big time shot. Seth Curry was super fun. The Porzingis dunk on Drummond, absolutely insane. And yeah, you had big plays. You had big performances, and you had this cherry on top with this, you know, forty point triple double by Luca, and he's one of the top MVP candidates right now.
0: Huge win before a massive stretch for the Mavericks. Uh, you'll hear from us next after the Saturday game against the Heat. That one is massive. That's home. That's a home game. And then they go on the road um, against the Bucs. Then they're home for the Celtics. Then they're at the Sixers at the Raptors. That is a five game stretch right there against the, the, the five best teams in the Eastern Conference.
1: It really is. Yeah. It really is all five
0: of them. So that's going to be a really good test. You'll hear from us again after the game on Saturday. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom.